Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second scripture reading comes from Hebrews this morning, the second chapter, verses 14 through 18. Since therefore the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people because he himself was tested by what he suffered. He is able to help those who are being tested. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, as we have said many times this morning already, Happy New Year. And oh, how to begin a sermon on New Year's Day. Today's lectionary gave us many options, including the flight of Joseph and Mary to Egypt to escape Herod, or the slaughter of the innocent babies in Bethlehem. These scriptures seem to point to a rough beginning in the life of the Savior, especially as an infant, helpless and dependent on others. But I chose to look at Hebrews which tells us that Jesus came to free us from the fear of death. He lived in our world to experience all of its earthly challenges, yet he now reigns in love and mercy. I don't discount the troubles in Jesus' day. Living under King Herod was horrible. He ruled with fear and murder. He killed thousands of Jewish people. Lord knows our world is still full of troubles. It seems logical that we should live in fear and anger. But I tell you that fear and anger rob you of joy. Today we live with a Savior who identifies with our troubles and our suffering. We live with a Savior who doesn't blame us or focus on our sins. We live with a Savior who forgives us and seeks to bring us God's peace and joy. This is Amazing Grace. Now you know Amazing Grace, the hymn, was written by John Newton, a slave trader who turned into a preacher. He wrote Amazing Grace after accepting forgiveness for his sins. And 250 years ago today, this very January 1st, he introduced it at his church. So today is a day of Amazing Grace. 
Our psalm reading points to the miracle of creation. Through the moon and stars, people know of the power and might of God. Indeed, through the existence of all creation, through all living things. Have you experienced awe in this creation where we live? Maybe you've been to the Grand Canyon and seen how grand it is. Or watched a rocket launch into space. What an experience. Even today, we can view the galaxies through the James Webb Space Telescope. And we're always reminded of a birth of a humble baby. All are miracles. We live in an age of miracles. Just consider your own creation, your own life, your healings, your surgeries or medical treatments that are effective. Anne Stoskov recently received two cornea transplants and can suddenly see more clearly and more vivid colors. How miraculous. Do we take all these for granted? I think Bible reading trains us to see God's good creation and the miracles which occur all around us. What are humans that God is mindful of us? How majestic is our life in God's creation? And you know, I believe we're guilty of being faithless when we fail to recognize God's majesty all around us and when we fail to express gratitude. Fear and anger keep us from experiencing joy of creation. I know we become angry when people tell us what to do or they disappoint us. Has that ever happened to you? As an adolescent, did you ever become angry at your parents when they told you what to do or what not to do? Perhaps now you know that they had your best interests in mind. Parents most often want what is best for us. When our children and grandchildren go wrong, don't we remain faithful to their best interests? Sometimes fear and anger come upon us when we encounter something we can't understand or maybe we can't control. When things are out of our control, we get angry. Once I was driving home from Rome, Georgia, and trying to get on 411 and merging on, and while I was merging, I was looking at the other drivers and trying to push my way in. I was becoming angry. What's wrong with you? You're so rude. Let me in. Finally, I'm a good driver. I forced my way in. <laughs> I was a little bit angry until I realized it was a funeral procession. <laughs> How embarrassed and humiliated was I? How much do we miss? How much joy when we are angry? You know, they say for every minute of anger, you lose 60 seconds of joy. That's clever. I share a true story of costly anger. A young man was getting ready to graduate from college, and for many months he had admired 
a beautiful sports car. And knowing that his father could afford a sports car for him, he told him that was all he wanted. And so on the day of his graduation, his dad invited him into his private study and told him how proud he was to have such a fine son, how much he loved him, and then he handed him a beautifully wrapped box. Curious, anticipating some disappointment, the young man opened the box and found a lovely leather-bound Bible with his name embossed on it. But he was angry. So angry that he raised his voice to his father and said, With all of your money, you give me a Bible rather than the sports car I wanted. And he stormed out of the house, left the Bible behind. Many years passed. The young man was very successful on his own, and he realized he hadn't seen his father in a long time, and he wanted to check on him, so he decided he should go see him. He hadn't seen him since that graduation day. But before he could arrange for a visit, he received a call that his father had died and willed all of his possessions to him. The son arrived at the house, felt sadness and regret. He began to look through his father's documents and saw the Bible that the father had given him for graduation. He opened it, and it looked as new as when he first received it. Then tears came into his eyes as he opened the Bible and began to leaf through it. He saw a carefully underlined verse in Matthew. And if ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give those who ask him? As the son read those words, a car key dropped from the back of the Bible and it had a tag on it that said the date of his graduation and the words paid in full. Many times during our lifetime we miss God's blessings because they're not packaged the way we expected them. The same problem of fear and anger existed with the young nation of Israel. They had trouble following God's commands and they were always grumbling and falling back into the bad practices. But God the Father remained faithful to them. How great an example of our loving God. Just imagine this heavenly Father who loves us so much that He sent a Son to live and experience this human life. Such an action that we can hardly comprehend. Through this gift of love, God was able to understand the stress and temptation that all humans face. This is the love that we celebrate each Christmas season. And through this gift, God gave us a high priest who could empathize with every moment of our lives. A high priest who forgives our every sinful thought and action. Jesus never blames us or uses our mistakes against us. But do we treat others that way? Are we also 
forgiving. I think we deny God when we fail to express gratitude for this gift of life, this gift of forgiveness. I know that I fail too often to thank God for family, for work, for people who love me. Are you that way? Wouldn't you like the peace and joy of God every day? Jesus offers a new perspective, a clean slate. So shift your focus. Begin each day with gratitude. We cannot erase the tragedies of the world. The world desperately needs a forgiving Savior. We desperately need a Savior. In this broken world, innocent people are still slaughtered. There's always grief. But do you realize there's always joy? We are forgiven and adopted as God's own children. This grace brings us joy and peace. Today we enter a new year. Will this be a new year of gratitude for you? It should be. One way to feel more gratitude is by reading the Bible every day and understanding God's ways. Resolve to read a little bit every day. I remember a plaque that used to be in the hallway. It was given by Dr. Speed's former secretary, Pat Thomas. And it said, every day is a gift from God. Your thanks are what you do with it. Every year is a gift. An ongoing gift made up of so many miracles. In fact, every morning is a new day and a new gift. Jesus offers us a new beginning, not only today for a new year, but each day, every new morning. A new opportunity to live without fear and to live in gratitude. Oh, how wonderful and what a gift to have another year to live and to love, to praise and to serve. How joyful we can be when we rediscover ourselves as children of a loving God. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new year and this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purposes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.